This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Now, pregnant mothers giving birth during COVID-19-related lockdowns face uncertainty and potentially life-threatening challenges. To unpack what this means and how their experience was like, we are joined by new mom, Puleng Mufoti, to find out her experiences. Thank you so much, Puleng, for joining us here on the COVID Report. Now, when you're pregnant, your mental well-being is utmost importance. How did you stay positive with the stresses and worries of COVID-19 around you? Uh, hi, and hi to your listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Um, well, my answer is actually very cliche, but I spoke to God a lot. A lot, lot, lot. I read a lot. I was on uh, video conference calls with my parents every single day because they felt like they needed to see me. I felt like I needed to see them. I was not going out whether level five, four, or three, I only went out to go to shops. So I tried not to think about the pandemic so much, even though the news and social media, there was always something. But because I knew as soon as I read something and I start getting scared, my baby would get scared. So I tried to just, you know, positive vibes the entire time, talking to my parents the entire time, talking to my sister, watching cartoons a lot talking to God a lot. So that's what I did. How would you describe the experience, especially during the pandemic? Were your anxieties or tensions heightened at any point? And how were you put at ease throughout the process? Oh my goodness. I was totally freaking out when I had to go. Um, I think uh, from March, yeah, from March already, they already sent uh, a notice out that you can only go by yourself. So I couldn't go with my sister or anyone. Uh, so what they did is there's a screening process that you have to do before you get into the hospital. So we already started doing that. But I mean, it, because it's just a screening process, you really are nervous. Because, I mean, like I said, I did go to shops and you don't know if you've caught anything from anything that you may have touched in the shop. I mean, you get sniffles when it gets cold at night. So now you've got sniffles, you've got a sore throat and you're thinking, oh my goodness, may I have caught COVID. But I was put at ease because of the screening process a bit and the fact that they didn't allow many people into the hospital and there was social distancing that was actually done. You had to have your mask on. If you didn't have a mask on, you couldn't get into the hospital. Once you get to the doctor's offices, there's a very limited number of patients in there anyway. So we're not cramped up in there and it's not like the next person can touch you. You are all at arm's length from each other. So that did make me feel better. But like I said, yes, I did get to go to every single one of my appointments and I still am going to every single one of my appointments. That's just how it had to be during these uncertain times. Now, Puleng, how did you feel during that entire process? So we know mother's experiences differ depending on emotions during and after childbirth, with most hospitals having the strict entry policy that you mentioned for both your appointments and your birth. How was that process like for you and how did you treat it? You know, the process was actually very scary because I didn't have anything to actually compare it to. So every single time I actually went into the doctor's office, the doctor and his PA would always apologize to me and say, as a first-time mom, I was not able to enjoy this process the way first-time moms usually would. 
And I was like, well, I'm okay because I don't know what I'm comparing it to. I'm just scared. I don't want to catch anything and I don't want my baby to catch anything. But the, when I was actually in, in the hospital to give birth, everyone in there is masked. Everyone. There is not one person who does not have a mask on who is staff anyway. Not one person who does not have gloves on. Not one person who doesn't have some sort of protective gear that is on. So that does make you feel better. And to be honest with you, while I was there, I didn't see one patient. I only saw babies when I went to go, when they actually wanted to show me how to wash my baby. And I was a bit late, so they took him before I could actually go there. And I heard a baby screaming. So I ran into the bathing area and there were other babies in there. I was masked as well. There were babies in there, but I didn't see any mothers. It was just nurses. And that was the only time I saw babies, the other babies, and they, I never saw anyone else. So they, had, they are very, very strict. You don't just get to walk around willy-nilly and yeah, it's very scary. So as soon as I gave birth, um, because I had seen nobody in the corridors, I really did feel a whole lot better. Can you take us through some of the challenges you've experienced when accessing healthcare practitioners? I have to say, I am actually one of the very fortunate people because in terms of that, I didn't have any. I was put on my doctor's, um, I don't want to say high risk, but high risk list from last year, last year, April. So anything that I needed, anything, I was able to get very, very quickly. Um, one of the challenges um, that I have found is that there is no home affairs official at the hospital anymore to register the birth of your child. So once you get discharged, you've got 30 days to go to home affairs and register the baby. Now, you need to be sure as a mom, you need to be sure that everything on that form is filled in correctly and that there are no mistakes on that form. I will be going to home affairs for a third time today. And hopefully when I come back home today, I will come back with a a birth certificate for my baby because my time is actually running out. So I feel like it would actually be better if they were a home affairs official. If you don't have to be there every day, at least every Tuesday and Friday or whatever days, just so you can help new moms register their babies and get the baby to have a, a what's it called, a birth certificate. Because this running around up and down, going to home affairs, then having to go back to the hospital to go get something else or to go get a form or whatever it is that you need at the hospital, it is really tiring. I mean, I've been doing this for too long. I mean, I mean, I was there yesterday. It's only been two days and I know today will be my third day, but it is excruciatingly tiring. This is the one challenge that, and apparently every single time I call the hospital and I say, oh my goodness, there's a problem with the form. Can, is it, what time will the doctor be in so he can sign my form? I mean, these ladies are always like, oh my goodness, you're like the hundredth person to call in today to say that you've got this problem and they need to see the doctor in order to have their form signed. So it's many moms who are actually going through this. And during this time, you don't want to be running around or yeah the home affairs and all of that and i see some people holding babies at home affairs and um i haven't gone there with my baby but i have really made the decision that i will not go there with my baby at all i am not going there with a baby but some people do go there with babies and you just don't want to be holding a baby in the cold during this pandemic i mean it's just i just think that it's a bit horrible it's just horrible so 
that was that is actually my biggest challenge right now the home affairs issue and not being able to register your baby and get a birth certificate once you leave the hospital scary times indeed and in trying to protect yourself what are some of the precautionary measures you had to take to protect you and your baby during this pandemic so before you are admitted into hospital you need to go have um, a test done you have to go get tested for covid so my significant other and me we both went there got tested we got our results and just because you've got your results doesn't mean you can just walk and waltz into the hospital you actually still have to get screened you actually have a little badge that says screened to show that yes i have been screened and i am negative i am clear to go but they still want to see your your sms to say no pulling was tested and pulling is negative for covid so that was the one of the things that we had to do of course you sanitize the entire time i always had sanitizer in my bag or in my pocket with me i always have a mask when i went to the hospital i actually had two masks and then they gave me masks as well so that is what i do when i come back from anywhere or actually when i when i was in the hospital and i actually had to touch him i would have to sanitize first and then i'd have to go back to him and do whatever it is that i was doing or wash my hands i prefer washing my hands so i'd sanitize or wash my hands um and i do the same thing even now when i'm at home uh if i go out my mom will not allow me to touch him or do anything unless i have washed my hands and i have removed the top layer of whatever it is that i was wearing when i was outside so i continue to practice what it is i was practicing before him while i was at the hospital i am still doing that right now because his immune system is apparently still not very strong and one of the doctors did tell me that i can't kiss him on the face so anywhere on the face up until maybe 2 months and so his immune system actually is very strong so that's been very difficult <laughs> i just kiss his feet and the back of his head that's it can you please take us through what some of the concerns you had for both yourself and your baby before or after birth before birth like i said i didn't go anywhere because i was on a high risk list so i just thought i could maybe go into a shop pick and pay or whatever shop i was actually going to and touch maybe milk and then put it back and then happen to have a slightly and it she knows scratch my nose now i've got it i didn't know what that could actually do to my baby and i still have the same problems now it's there's just challenges like that way life is not normal anymore even though i mean the whole pregnancy experience like i said i had nothing to compare it to before but now because i'm at home and because i was at home before you realize little things that you were able to do you just can't do anymore and that for me is the biggest challenge i mean you come home and you you touch your gate or or you touch your door and then you have to go sanitize the door and wash your hands that for me is and you don't always remember to do that remember I mean at some point it will leave you get too excited be like oh I just want to cuddle with you and I just want to hug you and give you snuggles and then you go snuggle the baby and you know you can't have a baby in a hospital during this pandemic it's just don't do it and I have to say for me the biggest challenge besides having the touching thing is not being able to kiss them or give them snuggles but I mean like I you said I have been praying and that's the only thing I have to just stay positive that's the only thing that i can do 
Now, Fuleng, how would you describe the feeling of giving birth during a pandemic? You've mentioned that you had nothing to compare it to, but surely there was something that you felt through the whole process and how it differed from before. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that. Um, while I was lying there, I could not stop shaking. I could feel myself shaking the entire time because I was so scared. I mean, you're in there with doctors. You don't see what's happening. My significant other was there with me as well. But I just kept thinking, you know, yes, you are doctors. Yes, we have nurses in here. But I don't know where you were yesterday or last week. I don't know who you were with. I don't know if you were distancing yourself from other people. I don't know what you were doing. So as much as these are healthcare practitioners, you still have, they are still human beings, you know. So you don't know where they were. You don't know anything. You just have to trust and believe that they have been taking precaution and doing what is right. I don't think anybody wants a baby in the hospital right now. I mean, I definitely am happy that I was in the maternity ward and not in the general wards where things are maybe chaotic. I don't know. So, yeah, it really was terrifying. I, I won't lie to you. I think I was very nonchalant about it before but while i was there lying on that table i was terrified i was terrified i really was i couldn't stop praying and the thing is they play hymns in the background so i kept singing <laughs> and my significant other just went are you singing and i was like yes i'm singing yes i'm singing so yeah <laughs> singing actually calmed me down <laughs> This is very heartwarming to listen to, Pulenga. Can't lie. Now, as far as the way in which you navigated pregnancy during this pandemic, can you take us through how you maintained a healthy lifestyle? Okay. Well, I have to tell you this. I am actually a health freak. So I have always been into my health and into uh, trying to preserve my body as best as I can, especially since I'm from a very sickly family so health has always been my thing so I ate a lot of vegetables ate a lot of food did exercise um, and I would go online and I would research what it is that I can I can actually eat uh, or drink that would actually assist me and my baby so I did that a lot but really it 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 was extremely difficult because this baby would just want to eat very unhealthy food so i had to be a very strict mommy and be like no 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 we are going to have strawberries and grapes at nine o'clock we're going to have this we're going to have that so that is what i did i actually i was more stricter with myself this time i, I was actually i'm lucky i didn't actually crave unhealthy foods that much and i'm actually very lucky that i was not lazy um, I did go through, I can never use the word lazy, that's a bit mean. I wasn't, I don't know, but yeah, I wasn't lazy. So I did walk around a lot uh, in the yard. So yeah, that was, that was actually my favorite part. The exercising was actually my favorite. And to be honest with you, month nine was the easiest month for me. So when they say that pregnancy is different for everyone, this is true. Month nine was the easiest. I didn't even feel like I was pregnant. My mom even said to me, she cannot believe how flexy I am and I was just like I can't believe how flexy I am either because for the past eight months I have been feeling really bad so yeah I exercised a lot and I ate a lot of fruit and veggies so yeah that was actually what helped me 
Now, lastly, Puleng, is there any advice or words of encouragement you'd like to give any new moms and pregnant women listening to the COVID report right now? Mommies and mommies to be. <laughs> please, please, please just do not. I know you miss people. You miss your family. You miss your friends. I mean, I have a brother who lives in Adrisville and I live in Silverton. It's not that far from each other. And I haven't seen him since he brought my mom here. Before he brought my mom here, I hadn't seen him since February. And I miss him. He hasn't seen my baby. But I know that I can't go see him. And he knows that he cannot come and see my baby. Unfortunately, this is the time that we, these are the times that we live in now. There's really nothing that we can do about it. So please just try to stay away from things. Stay away from people. Stay away from gatherings. Stay home, do what you can, eat as healthy as you possibly can. I mean, I know they always say this, but honestly, try to eat as healthy as you can. Do your exercises. And if the doctor says you can't kiss the baby, he's really not trying to be, okay, one doctor said I couldn't, then the other said I could because I tasted negative. But let's say you've been to the shops or something. Don't kiss your baby. I know you want to kiss you. I still have not kissed my baby on the face till today and he's already three weeks old. And it's the most difficult thing, but it is what you need to do in order for your baby to stay healthy. You just want to kiss your baby because you want to fill an emotional hole within you. But this is something that the baby needs in order for him or her to actually just stay healthy. So please don't do it. And don't let other people give your baby snuggles and cuddles as well and try to kiss them. Unfortunately, it's not fair, it's not right, but this is what it is. Please just stay safe out there and do what you can because they need you to keep them safe. They cannot keep themselves safe. It is your responsibility, it is your job to keep that baby safe. So please just do that. We've just been joined by new mother, Poleng Mufordi, joining us here on the COVID report to share how the pandemic presented its own complexities throughout her journey of pregnancy into motherhood. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1 or stream via www.vafm.co.za.